now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and Ed, rounding out the crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Wow, we got a lot to talk about today, and I don't know if this one story is going to take up the whole show, but it very well could. Uh, We had one of those aviation stories that basically overtook the mainstream media, and uh, I know you've heard about it. It has to do with that grand caravan that the guy was flying back from the Bahamas to Florida, and his pilot became incapacitated. He had no experience flying. And he managed to fly the plane and land it safely and uh, walked away. How about that, Dennis? What do you think? Well, all I'm saying is I think he's got better odds getting his pilot's license than someone else in this show. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, Ed, uh, do you care to comment? Considering that both Dennis and I are flight instructors and have our certificates, we must be talking about you. Oh, oh, okay. Well, so the bar has been lowered once again. And if I can't. Do better than a guy who has no experience whatsoever, then uh, I really have no reason to be uh, trying to become a pilot. But, you know, it's not really an inspirational story for me on a personal note, I will say. <laughs> but it one, I guess it reiterates the reason why I want a Grand Caravan. What do you think deserves the most credit, the, the flight instructor that talked him down or the airplane? Uh, being easy to fly. Ed, let's start with you. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with whoever talked them down. Yeah. They had to have some knowledge. Well, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. The caravan's easy to fly, but it's, it's, it's no different than flying a 172. Well, yeah, but still, if you're not even familiar with a 172, like this guy was, it was interesting. I heard the uh, audio as well as the rest of the world and the, the tower told him, I was like, okay, uh, uh, just maintain uh, your current heading or maintain altitude. And he goes, you know, I have, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, you know, it's that like, sounds a little bit like most of your lessons. Yeah, well, yeah, right. In the early days, for sure. I remember those moments. Like, I do what? No, I'm, I'm pretty much talking the last time you flew. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, we, don't, we don't have to make this story about me, Dennis. So, oh, but we can. We, we can. And we will. But, but, Greg, that would be the first time in the show's history. That the story wasn't about you. Well, there's that. But, you know, I, I like to look at the the brighter side of life. And so I, I, I don't know. What, what do you think, though, Dennis? Uh, was it the flight instructor or that talked him down, or was it the uh, equipment he was using? That grand character. I, I will have to say it was definitely the flight instructor because I, I watched a couple of the interviews that they've done with him. And this guy went and printed out a cockpit poster of a caravan so he could get an idea of where where the controls were located to try to explain to this person in layman's terms. So the fact that they got an air traffic controller, that was also a CFI was just also, you know, double, uh, <laughs> double awesome there. Right. Cause you know, not, not every air traffic controller is a pilot and especially, you know, not every air traffic controller is also an instructor and able to explain to them, you need to reduce your power. Here's where you need to look for your altitude. I need you to hold the wings level, things like that. And, 
being able to get them steered towards an airport, especially one like Palm Beach International, uh, that takes uh, quite a bit of uh, piloting, especially from behind a radio. Sure. And um, I mean, I have not heard uh, the audio of the flight instructor talking to the pilot. I don't think they've released that. Are you aware of any such audio or no? Yeah, it oh, was yeah. the controller that was talking to him. Well, I heard the the initial contact, but I haven't heard where the uh, instructor was actually talking him down through all the stuff. Have you heard that audio? Has that been out there? Or- well, yeah, uh, the controller that was working him was the flight instructor. So he was explaining to him and telling him to, you know, I need you to slow the airplane down and, and walk him through how to reduce the power and where things were. Okay. So you, know. you heard all, I only heard the initial contact. That's what they played on the mainstream media. They didn't go into all the, the details, you know? Uh, and I was wondering if, uh, you, you could probably find that audio online, I guess. Cause I, I, is there any point where the guy just goes, what are you telling me? I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> Well, there there is a lot of that. I mean, I'm looking at a transcript. Uh, if you're up on, if you take a look at Catherine's report, it's a website that basically chronicles every aircraft accident and incident. Yeah, and you know, you're you're in here, and it's like, you know, uh, you're, you're uh, what's your altitude? Uh, yeah, well, just continue a slow descent. Uh, so right. you're northbound over the beach. Do you have a cell phone with you? And they're trying to go back and forth and try to figure out how they can communicate with this guy. And you know, did you hear it? There's just a lot of, I just give the passenger credit that he was able to figure out how to even use the radio to be able to key the mic to talk. I mean, that's not something that would come intuitively to somebody that hasn't been around planes. Exactly. But, but, so I haven't heard uh, the whole audio. I just heard the initial contact. He, He wasn't freaking out, you know, at least verbally at that point. But I, at any point during the audio, did you hear him like, uh, start to freak or did he kind of keep his wits about him the entire time? it sounded like he kept his wits pretty well. Yeah. Uh, now, was that him or was that uh, the flight instructor, though? Uh, you think it was, it was, I would imagine the flight instructor probably was trying to keep him as calm as possible. That would be part of the psychological effort here going on here, right? Yeah, I think reassuring him that, you know, this is going to work out. Here's the information you need. Let's do this. I will, you know, just keep your current heading. We're trying to find you and figure out where you are. And then once they had him located, then they were, you know, getting him turned and headed towards uh, Palm Beach Airport. and The fact that he was able to bring that airplane in and land it uh, is pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Have you ever heard of anything like that yourself, Ed, in all your training years? Well, yeah, there was that Kinger that uh, that uh, they did that uh, down in Fort Myers or Naples yeah. a couple of years ago. Well, so so it's, it's not the first. Well, it's not the first. That's do you think complicated airplane. Well, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, but do you think you'd be able to talk someone down like that? Uh, with all your I skills, you. I taught you. I talked you down many times. <laughs> well, that's true, but uh, but you were in the plane with. That's him. right. I was expecting it when you. Were, I mean, when, no, but it, it's it, it, it it's not complicated to you know as far as once you get them looking at the right things. I think what the guy did with the cockpit poster was was the key thing because you know okay one seventy two I know where everything's at in the airplane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can tell them exactly what it looks like and what it's going to, which way you have to move the handle. So, yeah, having the cockpit poster out there and, and, and giving uh, some, some specific instructions to where something is to read or where something is to move, mm-hmm. that would make it super easy compared to trying to do it from recollection of an airplane you've flown never. Yeah just seen pictures of right so i think he did a great job and and like i say 
it really is what we do when we're teaching you to land. So this is just an extension of that. Right. You just don't uh, have the luxury of being in the cockpit with the student uh, at the time, but you're still talking the same way you would if you're sitting next to him, I guess. Is that right, Dennis? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's just the your, the back seat's just a little bit farther away. That's okay. All. Right. You could look at it like that. So, yeah, same thing for you, though. You think you could do that for someone? If you got I, if I had scenario? to, yeah, well, you I would think I could. step up. Right. Make, yeah, <laughs> I would definitely no step up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, my question is, is this passenger going to go out and pick up a logbook and get this instructor to sign it and get that uh, turbine PIC time, you know? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, would the, any of this, uh, would this landing apply to his training? <laughs> well, this would open up a bigger question. Yeah. Can we do virtual instruction? We're already doing this in simulators. Right. We do know that after the pandemic, the instructor could be on Zoom with the applicant in the simulator, and it could be an effective instructional scenario. Hmm. Whether it was a legal scenario, well, that, that we got to leave for the FA. But it opens it up that the FA even said so, during the pandemic, in some cases, if they had to, they would have us videotape ourselves giving an, an exam, and they would watch it, and that would count as surveillance. Uh, they never went that far, fortunately, but um, they were contemplating it. Okay. So the, if, if, if he gets to log this, it's a precedent toward the in-plane instructors don't have to be in the airplane, which, you know, hey, if I don't have to be in the airplane to give the test, that's safe for me. And yeah, that's I- safe for everybody. It's a win-win. I see where you're going with this. Okay, more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Gators approach the great and powerful Raws. Uh, Dennis, uh, Hangar 18 down the street. Smilings! The great and powerful Raws knows why you have come. Okay, uh, some spark plug wires and washers for my Mooney 201. Silence! The magnificent Raws has every intention of granting your request. Great! But first, you must prove yourself worthy by bringing me a stick from a Cirrus Vision Jet. You know, I'm not a fan of the whole flying monkey thing. I think I'm going to call aircraft spruce and specialty. Oh, okay, you got me. Uh, just a man behind the curtain with a aircraft spruce catalog. Pretty cool, though, huh? You don't need a wizard to find parts for your plane. You need Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Supplying the aviation industry for over 50 years. Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Call 877-4-SPRUCE. 877-4-SPRUCE or go to aircraftspruce.com. That's aircraftspruce.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. 
Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, hold that door! Hold that door! What? Hold the door! Oh, what? I'm so sorry. It's my flight to Los Angeles. I'm so I'm on sorry. I just missed it. Look, I made the plane. I'm here. You were so close, but what? unfortunately, the door is locked and closed. You're not letting me on the plane? I know it's frustrating, but once the door closes, that's it. Federal regulations. No, I, I, please let, let me in here. It's so ridiculous. There's the plane right there. But really, it's as, as, as if the plane's not there. What? Are you a magician? No, but the door oh, no, is I locked. I see the plane. Are you doing a trick? It's not a good trick. It's such a shame. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis and Ed. And also, we got uh, Captain Tom. Tom Mansker just hopped on board to help us out. Now, he can uh, throw in his two cents on this guy who landed this grand caravan uh, with no flying experience, you know, is the classic nightmare scenario for any uh, passenger on an aircraft uh, where where the pilot becomes incapacitated and all of a sudden they ask, are there any pilots on the plane? And no one raises their hands. And then, you know, in this case, there was no other passengers. It was just him. He had no choice but to step up and see if he could fly it. And they talked him down with a flight instructor and all ended well. Now, Tom, what about you? Yeah, you were flying 777s, you know, just a couple years ago. Do you think this guy would have had his easy time flying a 777 uh, as opposed to a Grand Caravan or would have been a little more difficult? What do you think? What are are your thoughts? I think it it might have been a little more difficult. It would probably be on every news, uh, every fake news channel that is out there right now. I don't think it would have been quite the same result, but... But you never know. Yeah. I mean, if you engage the Autoland system, did everything just right, uh, everything was good on the ground and everything. I mean, so it does have might, that well, then. He so might, he might pull it off. So somebody, if he could have keyed the mic, just like he did on this Grand Caravan, somebody could have talked him through how to set up the uh, Auto Autoland, and it has that on a seven seven seven. Is that right? It does. We have an Autoland system. We can actually do a Cat three Land three. Uh, when I used to go into London a lot. Uh, you could land with zero visibility in front of you and zero visibility on the ground. And the fog is so thick that a, a, a follow me car pops up in front of you with strobes and you follow the car to the rampants. That's how reduced much visibility there is. Wow. But, but is it as simple as just pressing a couple buttons? Like if someone just told you in your, uh, your no, earphones? No, it's, it's not quite that simple. I mean, you got to program the, uh, the navigation computer. You got to log on to the iOS. You got, you got a lot of stuff to do there. You got to, the, the aircraft is checking itself. There's three computers. The two computers are checking the one computer. And right. It's not just pushing a button. And, uh, well, I know, it, but it, if someone was there to tell you what to do from the ground, could they walk, walk you through that? And then, yeah, you just sit and like, okay, you got it. Auto land is turned on. Uh, step back from the yoke and let the computer do its magic. I mean, is that how it, it would it, work in, in theory? In theory, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I like to see you be. I like you to see the person they call. They, let's, let's bring Holt back there. Let's, let's get him up front there. <laughs> this will be a good test. This will be a great if test. If it can pass the Greg uh, test, it'll pass anybody. Uh, 
So you have to understand yeah. that this scenario is Greg's dream. Heck yeah, He's it been is. Waiting for it to happen on every airline flight he goes on. What right? Where it's is it's not just his dream? That's my dream. I'm waiting for that call in the back. That's why I don't generally drink on the airplane because you know they might need me. Right? Well, there's that. Yes, but uh, but yeah. Why, why don't these Grand Caravans have the Auto Land already programmed? The reason in? I drink in the back is they may call you, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but I mean, is that a feature built in that be uh, already built into the, like the G one thousand Ed, that kind of thing, or no? Well, no, no. I mean, no. that's the, the new Garmin system in the in the Cirrus Jet and in the uh, M um, uh, M six hundred from Piper or the um, TBM. Yeah, it's 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 it it is built into the autopilot system, mm-hmm. which, you know, in some cases integrated or not integrated, but, um, so it's, it's more of an autopilot function. Got it. But I mean, it's coming, uh, to the point where, you know, these kind of, kind of th- stories probably won't happen anymore. I mean, I, I've, I'm guessing I'm going to put a year on, I say five years from now, probably even sooner, we're going to have that technology and they're going to, They'll they'll just have like electronic backup systems for the pilots. What do you think, Dennis? You with me on this? I mean, theoretically, it's possible. We, yeah. I mean, we have it today. The problem is trying to get the fleet retrofitted. I mean, look at the problems we have right now. How long did it take us to get ADSB yeah. in the? And we still don't have everybody covered for that. You think that they're going to go out and buy, you know, fifty thousand dollars worth of autopilots to put in a twenty thousand dollars Cessna just so it can have an auto land capability? I don't think so. Well, that's probably true, but I'm I'm just talking about you know the technology will be there at some point where it's it'll there start, now. Yeah, it's, it's started, there. It's been there, right? But but it, you know we're going to see years. see it uh, more and more, and these type of stories are going to get even more rare. Uh, I think. I, but you're going to have to look at it from Cessna's perspective. You know, is it worth Cessna's time and money to certify that system on a caravan? Yeah, probably yeah. not, because there's a look. See, a guy landed the plane <laughs> right. just being talked down. He didn't need any computer to back and it up. It lands the pilot. slow enough, you can walk away from it, right? Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. So, and you you kind of like this idea, Ed? I know you're not a big fan of the electronics in that sense, right? You'd prefer like the pilots. Uh, let's just rely on the live pilots. We don't need the computers, or or I don't know. What do you think about that? No, I think that the the automation is good if you know how to use it, but you know you don't overuse it to where you're so dependent on it. But now you put a family member in airplane in something like the Cirrus Jet. Oh, you're in the Cirrus Jet. Does it have the auto lane system? Yes. Well, here here are the instructions. Mm-hmm. You know, and and in an emergency, it will put you on the ground and stop you. So that'll be part of the pre-flight briefing, as opposed to yes. hey, check your seatbelt. And all that kind of good stuff. And here's the red button you push. And if that doesn't work, you pull this red handle and the airplane will just set itself Aha. down. Well, there's that. Not yeah. super softly, but hey. Yeah. You'll walk away from it. You'll yeah. walk away from it. Yeah. Tom, you feel the same? I mean, are you a big fan of this electronic type stuff? Or do you think that, uh, you know, it's a long-term solution, but maybe uh, short-term bad for pilots? They might rely on it too much? Or what do you think? Well, we've already had the FAA uh, come down on the airlines. It's not in this past year that a lot of airline guys are just relying on automation. You know, once you get airborne, they turn your autopilot on. We call George, turn George on, and you sit back for the next 16 hours and let the thing do an auto land. Wait, wait, wait. George? I thought it was auto. 
When did it change uh, to it George? We, we, at my airline, we just called him George. Really? But, uh, okay. He was an upgrade from Otto? Greg, Greg, the, yes. the movie, air, uh, the movie airplane, uh, airplane yeah. was not real. What are you talking about? <laughs> it inspired it so many people. It was not a documentary, okay? <laughs> it's not an inflatable autopilot. Well, it should be, because I think that would be fun to see. I mean, I would enjoy a flight with Otto. Uh, but, yeah. Maybe, uh, hey, we're going in a direction we really probably shouldn't be going in. Okay. Maybe we need to just uh, switch gears and talk about Top Gun or something. I don't know. I mean, that, uh, maybe that's a better movie, movie choice that you can pick up some flying uh, tips from, uh, so in case you have to fly the plane, you know. Hey, it's coming out in a few weeks. That's right. It's coming out actually next weekend. There you go. All right. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Maybe I should learn to fly. It's not too late, right? I could learn. What do you like best? The freedom, the view. Solitude. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, a co-pilot. That's me, Law, Captain Dennis, Ed, and Tom rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and talk about this story of the guy who had no flying experience and uh, was talked down in a uh, grand caravan to land safely in West Palm beach and, uh, everything worked out great, but I would imagine he needed a new pair of pants. I'm just, I'm just guessing after he landed, I know they get, he gave the flight instructor a big hug when he got down on the ground. I, I, I've read that much, but, uh, but yeah, it's quite a feat. And I guess it illustrates how easy flying airplanes can be. And uh, I would imagine part of that does, uh, you know, some some credit must go to the equipment. I mean, Cessna and that Grand Caravan, a 172, I mean, it's a top trainer in the world. Uh, pretty, well, the easiest plane to pretty much learn how to fly. Are you with me on this, Ed? Right? Yes? It is pretty simple. Yeah. Even you managed to learn uh, even a couple I, Yeah, that's right. I, I pulled it off a few times, and I hope to do it again soon. 
Uh, but I'd prefer How to soon? have my flight instructor with me. Not just how uh, soon? How soon? Well, I'm, well I'm, Ed, believe I'm going, it or not, yeah. we're making progress. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my ground school as we speak. So I'm back oh, in ground school. Yeah. Yay. You didn't know and that, did you? What, I what else? I haven't been on in weeks. That's right. And we have a medical scheduled. We do. Ooh, even more. That's cool. right. Yeah. Yeah. So actually we're making progress. I know nobody believes us, but this is actually <laughs> happening. In fact, I'm going to go check and see. I think uh, Greg was still at 25% of the way through the course, but I'm going to go check his progress quick yeah. on the Sporty's website. That's see where, where I'm at. at. That's right where I'm at. And uh, All right. I'm holding steady. Just like when in, uh, you know this guy found out his uh, pilot was incapacitated. Uh, they just said, hey, maintain level flight, which he, uh, he, I don't think he really uh, got exactly what he was supposed to do at that point. But in a Grand Caravan or 172, pretty much same design, high-wing aircraft like that, Ed. Tell me. I mean, I, I, I don't think kind of almost like if, if you take your hands off the yoke, they have a tendency to go back to level flight. I thought I remember that in my training. As long as you're not in a a, a, a steep turn yeah. uh, or, you know, significantly nose-up attitude, it will it will tend to ride itself and, and, and not deviate. Right. Uh, if you have if you have it properly trimmed, which you remember we spent a lot of time trying to, to get your, your feel for the trim. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, it, in that airplane, it's it's a little bit bigger, a little heavier, so that also makes it a little bit more stable as well. Okay. 172 is more prone, uh, prone to being bounced around, whereas the caravan's heavier. It's not going to be affected by the turbulence as much, so that also makes it a little bit more more stable. Okay. Well, another reason why I want one. Cessna, if you're listening, remember, uh, you're supposed to give us one here at Just Plain Radio to make an official flying uh, machine for, for the radio show. The flying studio. That's right. That's it. That's it. Cool. And uh, yeah, Dennis is, uh, he's kind of has our first uh, trainer in, in, I don't know, in practice, so to speak, with his Mooney 201. But we, the ultimate goal is to get the the Grand Caravan, right, Dennis? Yeah, definitely a lot more room. We can probably uh, figure out how to put a scuba compressor and some tanks back there, too, and set up the uh, mixer board and we can be mobile. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. But, uh, but but these Mooney, I mean, not, not the, the flying a Mooney versus a 172, pretty different. I mean, the Mooney's not super difficult, but it's a totally different kind of feel, and you just have to uh, get adjusted to having a low wing aircraft, right? Well, it's that, and uh, things happen a lot quicker with the Mooney. There's a lot more things going on. I mean, the Cessna Grand Caravan is, is almost as simple as a 172. You have a power lever pull it back and it slows down where the Mooney you've got prop lever, you've got landing gear flaps, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the caravan, it, it probably was the best case scenario in, uh, for this guy that yeah. he had a very easy to fly airplane, a very slow flying airplane. Um, you know, you're coming over the threshold of what less than 60 probably in, in a caravan. So yeah, that, that makes it pretty know. manageable. Right. Well, I mean, do you give credit to Cessna for making it so easy for him to fly that uh, aircraft and get it down on the ground safely? What do you think? Well, Cessna designed it specifically to get in and out of small airports and haul a lot of cargo because it was designed originally for FedEx, uh, for feeder routes. And then, you know, it kind of is the epitome of a stole airplane, you know, not a backcountry stole, but as far as being able to haul, you know, 19 of your best friends and 
some luggage and go over to the Bahamas, it's it's not a bad airplane. You can get it in and out of probably a thousand foot strip without any trouble. But if you had your choice between uh, teaching somebody in a, uh, a 172 versus a Mooney, and it, you know you had your choice of each aircraft, would you say one's easier to train in than the other? Oh, hands down, the 172 would be my first choice for a trainer. There's a lot less going on for the student. They 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 don't have to manage the engine. It's power forward, and the houses get smaller. Pull the lever back, and they get bigger. You know, it's really yeah. that easy. Um, with the Mooney, you know, there's a lot more things going on. You've got to manage cowl flaps for heat. You've got to put your prop forward and you've got to deal with landing gear. And there's just a lot more to manage. It's one of the reasons why my daughter is not going to be soloing the Mooney in order to get her private license. We're, we're probably going to wind up having to rent an airplane or borrow one or something in order to finish her up. Yeah. And that would be what, Ed, what, like, would you suggest what a 150 or, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see Dennis in a 150. <laughs> I've flown a 150. Don't give me that with my daughter. Okay. See? It, there's, but, I, I fly like a tri-champ right now. In 150. That ain't going to work. But uh, uh, but yeah, as far no, as... I, I fly a tri-champ right now, which is uh, just about as much capacity as a 150, and I have no problems with that. Well, it wouldn't... Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there's other airplanes other than a 172 or a 150 that are good trainers. I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, the uh, Piper series, the, you know, a Piper Cherokee warrior and archer are great trainers. Same thing. They're very honest, very simple to fly. Very, uh, mechanically simple. You know, well, the, the low wing actually, versus high wing, uh, issue, uh, it doesn't, that, that's a religion thing and it really doesn't matter. They both come in about the same speed over the fence, the flare. And some people say it's easier with the low wing because you got better ground effect. Yeah. But people people like the 172 because it's more like a pendulum. The weight is hanging under the wing, so maybe it's a little more stable. Hmm. Um, Ed, you, to uh, me, you I've agree with that, Ed? Or what do you think? That it's personal opinion? Yeah, it's what you learn to fly in is yeah. what you like best. And okay. They're both good, stable airplanes. And, well, there you uh, go. And that, uh, you know, so absolutely, they're both both great trainers. So for you, uh, though, do you just leave that up to the student? Or if you had your choice of either one? I mean, do you kind of gravitate to one over the other or not necessarily? I gravitate towards the Cessna because of the strength of the landing gear. Um, it, if, if somebody's going to bounce it in, it can take it more so than the, than, than the warrior or the archer mm-hmm. that just, it's got a, it got that spring steel gear that, you know, takes, it would take a lot to damage. Okay. You also have to look at the economics of it for the flight school. I mean, right now, a new 172, if you were to go buy one for your flight school, is almost $500,000. Piper's now got their new Piper Pilot, which is their stripped-down version of a Cherokee, uh, you know, basically two seats up front and one seat in the back, and you're able to, uh, you know, pick those up for about quarter million. So you could buy two Piper pilots for the price of one one seventy two. So if you're buying a fleet for your school, it might be worth looking at that. Or you buy you buy hey, one hey and then you crash that one and then you have one to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey Dennis, I talked to somebody that got uh the Piper uh one hundred for or the pilot one hundred. He uh, from the factory uh for his flight school and he paid it he paid over three hundred. Uh, that the demand is up and the supply is down. Ah, so one paying, of those deals. Premium to get moved up in the delivery order. Everything's but going it's up. Still less than a Skyhawk. It's still less than a Skyhawk. 
and this is the guy who used to work at Cessna and it's at a flight school in Wichita, Kansas. So, you know, Piper's making some inroads. Sounds good. We got more coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encountered. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Airplanes, airplanes, flying all around the sky. Do you think we can take off before he gets her? Airplanes, airplanes, flying way up high. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, Ed, and Tom, rounding out the crew. All right, so... um, you know, uh, we just checked. I have how many hours on my flight uh, on my ground school covered already well, there, Dennis? You're at 25% of the way through the course. Actually, so actually make that 26% because I think the video of that guy flying the plane, the Grand Caravan and landed in West Palm, I watched it. That counts for something, doesn't it? Not for the curriculum, but you know, it, it's good. Extracurricular, it was an elective. Let's just put it down at that. But okay, you've got three, three hours and two yeah. minutes of videos that you've watched so far, yeah. but you're only halfway through the practicing landing section. We still got to get you past your solos and your dual cross countries. So I'll get still, there. Still get quite there. a bit to, to work on, but you're at least making headway. Yeah. See, there you go. And, and Ed never thought it would happen. And lo and behold, still there you doubting. Go. What do you mean still doubting? You don't believe that I got 25% down already? Ed won't believe until I actually put in the IACRA recommendation for you to take your check right. Okay. And that's what I'll call Kyle. Kyle? Do your check right. Who's Kyle? What do you, oh, Kyle. Another examiner. Yeah. Any other examiner but him. All right. He's the special examiner that uh, Ed has set up for me that's going to just uh, make it so I can just grease through the whole process. No issues, right? Uh, no. Oh, gosh. That's, that's going to be up to you, Greg. And and obviously, I won't be signing you off for your check ride until I'm confident that you're going to be able to pass it without any problems. Okay. Because you don't want me to make you look bad, is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> I know the game. I know the game well. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, let's focus on some more upbeat stuff uh, before we wrap things up today. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Top Gun finally being released next weekend. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually seen some interviews with Tom Cruise about this and, uh, this, this movie is getting quite the buzz. I mean, they're, they're saying this, I mean, despite the fact that it's been delayed, I don't know how many times on the release, probably at least three or four, if not more, uh, they're saying that this movie is going to be a game changer for the, uh, for Hollywood. That it's going to break all kinds of records, and that the people have seen advanced copies of it, have been given it rave, rave reviews. Have you seen this too, Dennis? Yes, I have, and I can't wait. 
Yeah. And I know Ed is a huge fan of Top Gun, much more than I am. And that was like one of the movies you saw back in the day that did it inspire you to fly? Or are you just like, oh, my gosh, this oh, is so awesome already, or what? I was, I was already a flight instructor when it came out. Yeah. Okay. Because you're was, old. It, it was, it was <laughs> definitely, uh, you know, an, a, a good aviation film. Right. And, uh, you know, you, you did bring a lot of people into aviation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think it has the potential to do that again uh, with this new release? What oh, yeah, I'm sure. Of? I'm abs- yeah. absolutely, from everything I've seen, it's going to be a phenomenal recruitment tool for the Navy. And, yeah. Well, but yeah. even for general aviation, I mean, just pointing out, you know, it, not all aviation has to be in the military. Yeah. You know, if it motivates somebody to come down to the airport and take that discovery flight, hey, more power to them. So true. Yep. Yeah. That's it. All, all it takes is a little inspiration, and maybe that uh, will be the spark. It'll be interesting to see how it uh, how it plays, but yeah, the the reviews this movie is getting is, is are tremendous, and that's good for the uh, you know for the aviation industry that it's getting such great reviews. And the one thing I've heard overall is that it's a, a really great throwback to the original, but it really goes in a new direction and and very exciting, very good. But it definitely you know captures that uh, that good feeling that you got from watching the first one. So. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how it goes. But I know our crew is pretty excited about seeing that film. And uh, maybe as early as next Saturday, we'll have a review for us. Yeah, You're seeing it during the week, right? Like, uh, like first day, Ed? Is that the plan? Yeah, tw- uh, we got tickets for the 27th, which is okay, the, uh, right. the first day. Uh, there you go. What about you? Have it's, you already uh, got your tickets, Dennis? I haven't because, to be honest, since I moved to Fort Myers, you know, with COVID and everything, I haven't even bothered to figure out where the nearest movie theater is. Really? Ah, so wow. could have to could have to figure that one out He's first. He's been too then busy we'll, flying we'll airplanes. <laughs> There's well, that. I'm sure I can find one, but it, yeah. uh, it hasn't been a real big priority for yeah. me. Tom, what are you? Are you a big Tom Cruise fan? Uh, oh, that you Both actually, have the same same first name. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> actually, and they get mistaken on the street yeah. all the time too. Right. Right? Radio, they look a lot alike too. Yeah, there. See, yeah, you notice that. No, actually, my son Andrew, who's a Play professionals, uh, him as fiance and my wife Nanette, we're all going to go to IMAX. We're going to go over to Orlando, uh, do an early dinner and uh, do an IMAX. I mean, I never pay for IMAX theaters, but this, but this time uh, Andrew's already got prepaid for him. And uh, yeah, yeah, I- I'm with you. So, I-, I think this so- is one of those films where if you know you want to go see a big blockbuster film, it's best to see it in IMAX or Dolby Digital. Oh, definitely, it'll yeah, break so the bank. <laughs> you could probably buy actually, an airplane. I, you know, with that money, but yeah, it is it definitely pushes the limit of cin- cinema and makes a difference when you can really hear those, uh, you know, hear feel uh, your seat rumble when they're uh, flying these F-18s all over the place, which is kind of crazy, too. I, I, I'm reading that all the live action is all real. The, the actors, Not CGI this time, so that's right. good. So, yeah, the actors had to uh, not necessarily learn how to fly, but they had to... Uh, be in the cockpit, activate cameras and sound and everything, because you know it was just them and a camera. So I, I, I saw this interview. I was like, "Wow, that's that's pretty crazy." So well, and you know, Tom Cruise is an accomplished pilot. I mean, in the Mission Impossible series, he actually learned to fly and did a lot of the stunts in the uh, uh, helicopters for the most recent uh, Mission Impossible. Right. So 
it's very possible that he was doing a lot of the flying for this one as well. Well, yeah, he was. Uh, he, and, and the other people had to go through like uh, flight training uh, for to be in the F-18s. I don't know that they had to learn actually how to fly the plane. I don't think that happened for them, but he does. I think he does. I think you're right. But, uh, but yeah, all the live action that you see in the film is real, which is nuts. And they had to fit it in between what, what the Air Force is uh, or what, well, who flies those? It's what the is, Navy. The Navy, right. Uh, they, you know, he, they had to work between their schedule and missions to film uh, Top Gun to do this. So it was, it was crazy what went into this. And I have no idea how much it cost, but I do think this thing is going to break some major record so it'll be fun to see and hopefully that'll translate into uh, more people getting into aviation which would be a good thing for all of us right yeah dennis absolutely you know that we need to have more yeah okay we just got a couple minutes left there's another story we want to throw out there or maybe it's just a list uh who came out with this uh these songs for aviation well, it's uh, AOPA has actually collaborated with Pandora, and they have a uh, playlist out there. So if you're a Pandora subscriber, uh, go ahead and check it out. It's AOPA's Top 100 Flying Songs. It's things like Fortunate Sun, which I believe is a requirement anytime a Huey is flying. Uh, In fact, right. I think they even have a switch on the overhead console mm-hmm. that just automatically starts playing that. But, you know, a lot of the songs here you'll hear uh, on our show as well. True. Uh, you know, Learn to Fly from the uh, Foo Fighters and... Uh, leaving on a jet plane from John Denver, right. Rocket Man, Space Oddity from David Bowie. Uh, so if you really just want to get motivated and on a road trip and need to kill some time and want to be uh, thinking more about airplanes, check out that Pandora playlist from AOPA and it'll definitely keep you busy. I'm not really sure how Surfing Bird fits in, but you know. Surfing hey, Bird, huh? It's a classic. So I guess a bird, they fly. So Is I it guess. the bird, 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 bird is the word, that one? That's not that yeah. one. Okay, I don't know what that... Well, it's a bird. It's birds a bird. Fly. Birds fly. It's a stretch, but, you know, I'll take it. They That's had to come up I with a list of 100 songs. That, it's actually very appropriate. I sing it all the time. A bird. Oh, hey, we're bird. out of time. Oh, you can't well, sing it. Whew, just out time. <laughs> and on that relieving note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning, learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.